Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hey, good morning. Welcome, everyone, to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Katrina Fava. And this is, if you're joining us live, it's um, Monday morning at 9 a.m. And I'm uh, broadcasting from Toronto, Canada. How's it get better than that? Um, so thanks for joining in. Thanks for listening now or in the future. If um, if this is the first time you've listened to Messy Adventures in Living, would you like to know a little bit about me? Um, so... Um, my name is Petrina and I am, well, I'm a radio show host and I'm a, a girl who likes to do a whole bunch of messy things. I like to get messy. Um, I show up in a whole variety of different ways in my life. I'm a mom of three awesome kids. They are 12 today. It's my daughter's birthday today. Um, they are 12 and 9 and 5. And I'm also a registered nurse. I work in Toronto's Sick Kids Hospital. I've been a pediatric nurse for about 19 years. And um, I am also an access consciousness bars and body process facilitator. I spent about six years exploring the tools of access and sharing them excitedly. Um, I am also, I also create some very awesome skincare products. My line is called Naturally Happy Body. Um, you can find those at naturallyhappybody.com if you're interested. And so this year, um, I have added best-selling author to my list of fun uh, roles and fun titles that I like to play with. And this week, as a matter of fact, I just launched my third book called Releasing Judgment. Um, it's a book that is a collaboration of about 26 different authors um, contributing chapters about releasing judgment and it shot to bestseller in less than 24 hours. Amazing, amazing. So blessed um, to be part of that. So um, you can find my books on Amazon.com. Uh, I've also written in a book called Creations, Conscious Conception Fertility, Pregnancy and birth, in which I talk about my journey, my journey. I don't like that word. It's not a journey. My, um, when I talk about a couple of days in my life in which I had a miscarriage and the, uh, amazing gift that it was. Uh, speaking of gratitude today, the amazing gift that it was. Um, it's a very cool book with a collection of stories about pregnancy and birth. And then my second book that I published is called Possibilities in Parenting, which is a collection uh, of stories, again, from a bunch of different authors about um, looking at parenting from very much outside the box and using some very cool and different tools to create ease and magic in um, in your life in regards to parenting, but all of these books 
can be used by anyone to create greater in their lives and to create some excitement and to create some ease. So check me out on Amazon.com. Well, that's me, Petrina Fava, and I'm probably a lot more things than that. So today, what are we talking about? Today's show is called The Lies of Gratitude, and um, I want I wanted to do this show because I caught something on Facebook, and if you've joined me before, I or I always find it really interesting to scroll through Facebook because um, I, I I feel like I get can get a lot of really cool radio show topics just scrolling through the stuff that's posted on Facebook. There's a lot of very interesting um, posts on there that are um, cool to talk about and cool to kind of challenge and look at from a different perspective. So I was scrolling through my news feed on Facebook one day and I came across a little video, it's like a 30-second video, from a Facebook page that was called The Bright Side, which I find interesting. And it was... um, In the video, it's a little cartoon and there's a little car with a little guy driving the car and it's a yellow sports car. So it's very obviously like, you know, a Maserati or something. <laughs> and the guy who's driving the car looks up in the sky and there's a helicopter and he thinks to himself, oh my God, I would love to have a helicopter. And if you look at the, the, the face of this little drawing, it's very, it's almost sad. There's like two eyes and a little like, curved down mouth. So there's no smile. It's not like, oh, cool, I would love to have a helicopter. I wonder how I could get a helicopter. It's not that. It's like, oh, I wish I had a helicopter. I just have this awesome Maserati, but I wish I had a helicopter. And then it goes to the next car beside him. And the car beside him is looks like an SUV, you know, like this nice red SUV. And the guy inside, again, with the same, like, kind of mopey face goes, oh, that's my dream car. And then it goes over to the next one right beside, and there's um, just like a regular car, you know, nothing special, just a regular car. Looks over at the SUV, and the guy with the same face, little mopey face goes, oh, I wish I had an off-road car. And then right beside the guy with the, you know, just plain old regular car is a car that's like kind of shaking and the bumpers falling off a little bit. It's like all like nervous looking car. It looks like, you know, everything's going to fall off. And the guy inside is like, oh, look at that new car. And then beside the guy with the broken down car is a guy on a bike. And the guy on the bike looks over at the car and goes, Oh, I wish I had a car. And then beside the guy on the bike is a guy waiting at the bus stop. And the guy at the bus stop's kind of like tapping his foot, has the same like sad expression on his face. And goes, Oh, I wish I had a bike. And then the video goes up to like a balcony in some kind of apartment. And there's a kid in a wheelchair looking down at the guy in the bus stop. And his thought, his little thought bubble goes, wow, he can go anywhere he wants to. 
Okay. So does anybody feel light and fluffy and joyful right now? Because I feel like a pound of sand. <laughs> okay. So I looked at this, and the title of this thing is like, Be Grateful. The video is like, the, the or whatever that goes along with the with the video is, Be Grateful or Gratitude. And I watched this, and I could perceive in my body, with each, like, as the car got more broken down, and then all of a sudden, with the visual of the kid in the wheelchair, my body was just, like, so heavy by the end of that 30 seconds. I thought I was going to, like... <laughs> <laughs> melt into the floor in a puddle. So I I thought it was a, a very interesting to look at this idea of gratitude that we seem to have. So, you know, you should be grateful for what you have because there are many with less than you. Seems to be the message. You should be grateful you have health and others don't. It's okay, you don't need to be rich. Just be grateful for what you have. So when we decide that gratitude, like, yeah, when did we decide that gratitude means looking at who has less than you and using that to be satisfied with enough? So please, thank you for joining me today. We're going to bust some of the lies that we have around gratitude in this reality. What if reaching for the more that you know is possible is being grateful? What if being grateful includes asking the universe for more? Um, I did a show. Uh, Christine in the chat room says she feels like she wants to throw up now <laughs> after after my description of the video. I know, right? Um, I wish I could like. I wish there was like a TV. Um, if you guys want to check it out, it's um, on a, a Facebook page called The Bright Side. Um, if I can, I'll, I'll post it um, in my Messy Adventures in Living Facebook page. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's very striking, or it was to me, anyways. Um, just be warned. Expand while you're watching it. <laughs> because you might feel really heavy by the end of the 30 seconds. So so what are some things that we learned about gratitude that don't feel quite right to you? Um, have you learned that gratitude involves guilt, involves fear, um, involves settling so this is a big one for me. This is what comes up for me a lot around gratitude. Settling. Just be grateful for what you have. Stop asking for more. If you ask for more, it means you're not grateful. What is that crock of shit? Um, so I'm going to just clear all the energy on that because it's like blah. So everything this is bringing up for you, everything this is, everywhere you bought the lie, beckitude equals guilt equals fear equals settling for having enough. Can you destroy and uncreate all that, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Okay, so what are those weird words I just said? So um, during this radio show, we will be using that um, thing I just said. It's called the Clearing Statement, and it's a tool within a body of work called Access Consciousness. You can look it up, um, accessconsciousness.com, and the Clearing Statement actually has an entire website dedicated to its entire explanation. It's called theclearingstatement.com. 
basically what it does is as we're talking about stuff and a whole bunch of energy comes up, the clearing statement just uh, goes at it and destroys all of the energy that's there and clears it out of your universe is kind of just like flushing the toilet. Um, so again, like wh where did we learn that you need to be guilted into being thankful? And actually what's coming up for me or what I'm thinking about right now is religion. And, you know, how how much has religion played a part in this and what did you learn as a child um, about religion? Oh, so I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm Catholic. I've grown up Catholic. And what comes up for me around this is Jesus died for you. Jesus died and suffered. Jesus died on the cross for you. You should be so grateful to him. And Jesus had nothing. He was, he was a king but he was born in the stable and he led a simple life and he didn't have riches. And in the end, he died on the cross. So you, how dare you ask for more when our Lord Jesus laid down his life for you? How dare you ask for more? So everything, <laughs> everything that is, all that energy. Yeah, oh my God, exactly. So everything that is, everywhere you bought that as true, everywhere you bought that you should be grateful because someone died for you or because someone gave up their life for you, can you please destroy and uncreate all of that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Huh? Just looking at the activity in the chat room, I see priests, nuns, and my mom's face. Yeah. Uh, guilted into gratitude, guilted into being thankful. So what I want to look at, we're going to take a shake. What I want to look at is what is that actually creating in the world when we do this thing called gratitude from a place of guilt and from a place of fear or it's more than guilt. It's like, Oh, it almost feels like brainwashing or something. But what gets created in the world, and I'm not at all saying anything like we should not be grateful that someone died for us or that, well, there's, what is that energy on died for us? Actually, oh my goodness, talk about controversy. So I'm going to just say what actually popped into my head, and for anyone who else might be thinking this, is like, well, who asked you to do that? So everywhere gratitude's been forced on you. So like, did your mom ever say anything or did your parents ever say anything? Well, I gave birth to you, so you should take care of me. Or I did this for you. You should be great. So everywhere that, you know, you were told you should be grateful because someone did something for you, even though you didn't ask them to do it. <laughs> Can you just turn a great on that? Right, wrong, good, and bad, pod, pod, all nine shorts, boys, me as yes. And in the chat room, haha, I said it to my kids, and I'm pretty sure I just said that exact thing to my kids this week. And <laughs> so, for anyone who's judging yourself, if you're judging yourself for saying that stuff to your own kids, stop it. Because when we come back, we're going to look at judgment and gratitude and what else is possible with this. So, you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Katrina Fava, and we're talking about lies of gratitude. Don't go anywhere. 
Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and we are talking about the lies of gratitude today. So if you're just joining us, before we went to break, we were talking about, I was describing a video that I happened to catch uh, in my Facebook news feed, wonderful, wonderful source for radio shows. Um, seriously, when you look at, honestly, here's, I got to teach you a tool. So this tool comes from um, Access Consciousness. It's called Interesting Point of View. And when you go on Facebook, use this tool. Everything is just an interesting point of view because there are a shitload of them on Facebook. So interesting point of view means that nothing is right and nothing is wrong. Everything is just interesting. And when you can sing as just an interesting point of view, you can um, actually even have gratitude for it and receive everything that it is. So, um, you know, I, I came across this video and I could have been like, ew, this is horrible. Who puts up this shit? And I was like, cool, interesting point of view. I'm going to use that as my radio show topic, and I'm going to talk about the lies of gratitude. <laughs> so it's amazing what you can receive um, when you can be in the space of 
looking at things as just an interesting point of view and receiving everything with no judgment, which, by the way, is gratitude. Okay. Anyway, so before we went to break, um, we were talking about this video. And so the video is is a little cartoon with a little a guy in a very sexy yellow sports car looking up in the sky at a helicopter and wishing that he had a helicopter. And please understand that there are no smiles in this video, okay? There's only stern-looking sad faces. So the guy in the sexy yellow Maserati is looking up in the sky wishing he had the, the helicopter. And then the guy beside him is looking at the Maserati in a red SUV, still a pretty good-looking car, right? Looking at the Maserati going, oh, I wish it. That's my dream car. And then beside him is, you know, just a regular car looking at the SUV thinking, oh, I wish I had an off-road car. And then beside him is a car that's, like, looking like it's ready for the graveyard. It's, like, all shaky and falling apart. And the guy with the stern face inside that car is looking over going, oh, I wish I had that great SUV. I wish I had a new car. And then there's a guy beside him with a bike, He's like, and he's even wobbling on the bike, eh? He's wobbling on the bike, wishing, looking over at the car, going, oh, I wish I had a car. And the guy at the bus stop is looking at the guy on the bike, going, oh, I wish I had a bike. And then up we go to an apartment balcony, and there's this poor, pathetic little kid in a wheelchair looking at the guy at the bus stop saying, wow, uh, he can go anywhere he wants to. So, and then the caption for this video, which is what just blew me away, is be grateful. And so I'm challenging this point of view and saying that shit is not gratitude. That is not gratitude. That's guilt. And it's settling. And it's fear-mongering. And that is not what gratitude is. And if we think gratitude is, we are not creating anything greater in the world. That's for sure. <coughs> so, what are some points of view that you have about gratitude or what are some things that you learned about gratitude that are heavy for you? So again, I'll make, this is a tool from Access Consciousness, light and heavy. And the idea is that the truth will make you feel light and a lie will make you feel heavy. So as we're talking about something, if all of a sudden it's really heavy for you, consider the possibility that that is a lie for you. And if we're talking and suddenly it's really light and feels expansive, um, then this is something that's true for you. So, where did we decide that gratitude means you have to look at what you have and be happy with it because somewhat, there's always someone else who has more? So let me tell you where all where this also comes up a lot for me. So I am a pediatric nurse, uh, have been for years, and I have three of my own children. Um, so I work on a unit that is kind of a medical specialties unit. I work with children who are waiting to receive organ transplants. So I work on the transplant unit. And so there's a lot of intensity in this place, and a lot of um, children who are extremely sick, many of them die. Um, families are stressed to the max. So when I go to work, I, have a, I often can have a very intense 12-hour shift dealing with families who are losing their children, whose children are extremely sick. Um, and I come home and I look at my kids and I go, oh, thank God they're healthy. So, you know, I question myself, like, 
is that really gratitude? And so many times I'll say, wow, I'm, I'm so grateful for the health of them. And I am truly grateful for the health of my children. I'm very grateful that my kids get to enjoy life. But there's something about that kind of gratitude that feels really twisted to me. And there's a huge element of fear in there. And there's a huge element of guilt in there. So what happens is I come home and I think, oh my God, yesterday I yelled at my kids for not cleaning up their room. And here are these parents in the hospital whose ch- who are losing their children, whose children are dying. I am so bad for yelling at my children. I should feel guilty because I should just be grateful that I have healthy children. That to me is not real gratitude. So everywhere any of you have any of that going on, um, look, you know, anywhere you look at anyone who's sick or disabled in any way or who has, is in a very um, uncomfortable or something that we define in this reality as a bad situation, and then that's what forces you to look at what you have and be grateful, everywhere you've decided that that's gratitude, everything that brings up for you, Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Um, just taking a peek in the chat room. Um, Eleanor, be grateful you have a job, even if you hate it. Yeah, that's another huge point of view in this reality. Why are you complaining that you have a job about your job? You should be grateful that you even have one. Because a lot of people don't have one. My husband worked for the city of Toronto and I don't know what it's like in other cities, but I think in general, you know, city-run, municipality-run type jobs are generally regarded as good jobs. They have good benefits, they have good pay, they have good security, (laughs) whatever that means. And he hated it, and he actually said many times to me, Katrina, I feel like I'm dying when I go to work. And so he left, thankfully. Um, It took him a really long time to make that choice, but he left. And he got a lot of people telling him he was nuts, that he was ungrateful, that he was crazy, because how can you leave a job like that when there are people who are struggling? So my question is, what gets created in the world when we look at people who have less than us and then decide to be happy with what we have? Does more get created in the world? Does more greatness get created in the world? Or does less get created? If everybody's looking at all the crap that's going on, all the quote-unquote negative stuff, and I'm putting air quotes around negative stuff, um, but if everybody's looking at all the negative stuff in the world and deciding that they should stop asking for something greater and just be happy with what we have, what's are we creating more joy? Are we creating more possibilities? Or are we just... Stagnant. Are we just staying stagnant? Yeah. So what would happen if we did something different? What would happen if we looked, if that guy in the sexy yellow Maserati looked at that in the sky in that helicopter and went, wow, check out that helicopter. I would love to have a helicopter. What would it take? for me to have 
a helicopter, wow, I'm going to really step up my game. How can I create more money? How can I create this? How can I create that? And then if he was in a place where he could create whatever was required to have a helicopter, how many people could look at him and be like, that's cool. How can I have some of that? So if what if, you know, I'm going to design a new video, a new cartoon, the opposite of that one. So then what if the guy beside him went, wow, look at that guy in the Maserati. He had a Maserati and he looked up in the sky and went, cool, how can I create a helicopter? He did it. He created a helicopter. He got his ass in gear. He did this and this and this and this. And he was excited and he created for himself a helicopter. And he got that helicopter for himself. You know what? I think nothing is impossible. I'm going to have that Maserati. I'm going to do whatever it takes to have that Maserati. How can I get there? What can I be or do to create that Maserati for myself? And then, but if the guy beside him went, huh, what would it take for me to have a cool money? I'm going to do whatever it takes. And, you know, imagine the trickle to all the way down to the guy with the bike asking, you know, cool, how can I look at what these guys did? Look at what they reached for. They're not different than me. I can do that too. All the way to the guy in the wheelchair. And now you might be thinking, well, the guy in the wheelchair can't do anything about the fact that he doesn't have use of his legs, which is actually not true. So let's go to break. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the lies of gratitude. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living, and I'm your host, Petrina Fava. We'll be back soon. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? 
You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and today we're talking about the lies of gratitude. So gratitude is awesome, and it is a force, and it changes all kinds of things. Um, and there are a lot of very interesting perspectives on gratitude in the world. And so we're just looking mostly throughout the show at the idea that many of us have decided or the idea that's perpetrated is that you should be grateful for what you have because there's always someone who has less than you. If you're looking to be more or to have more, then you're not grateful for what you have. And I'm saying that's bullshit because what if you looked at what you had and what if you know that more is possible and you're reaching for something greater is having gratitude and for what you have and creating more? Um, where did we buy the lie that you have to settle for what you have and that's, that's what gratitude means? So let's look at gratitude, what other things um, come up? I, I, I went to the Internet and looked up some meanings of gratitude and I found a whole bunch of interesting things of course um, and one of them is what I noticed that gratitude is really tied to being thankful for what's good in your life and um, gratitude the thing about gratitude is that it does not it cannot coexist with judgment so judgment and gratitude just don't go together. You cannot judge something and be grateful for it at the same time. Um, so in this reality, we do a lot of judgment of something as either good or bad. And when we do that, there's no space for um, looking at everything and being an allowance for everything and being grateful for everything with no point of view. So I came across a website um, that talks about what is what is gratitude. And, you know, some of the definitions that I found are that gratitude is an affirmation of goodness. Um, it, it's affirming that there are good things in the world and gifts and affirming the gifts and benefits that we have received. So I find that really interesting because um, what if you can't see the good? Like, you know, what if you're that kid in the wheelchair and you think your life sucks? Can you have gratitude? You know, if your entire family was killed in a fire and you have no one, can you have gratitude? Well, the answer is actually yes, because if, if you look around, you 
you could probably think of people that you know or people that you see in the media who live through crazy circumstances and still are extremely grateful. And so, you know, what is gratitude really? Um, is it really only looking at what's good in your life and being grateful for it? Or can you be grateful for everything with no point of view? Um, so, you know, really gratitude is um, being grateful for something or someone that has showed up in your life with no judgment. You're just grateful for having it with no judgment because you know that somehow it has contributed to your life. Um, you know, I talk a lot about in my in my in my first book, Creations, having a miscarriage about six years ago. I am beyond grateful for this, all of that. Um, if you had asked me in the moment to be grateful for it, I probably would have kicked you in the head. Um, however, I I know now that that whole thing, that um, little being that came into my body for nine weeks and then left, that whole experience, the, the hospital stay, the bleeding, the crying, um, all of it I am extremely grateful for because A, I have no judgment of it anymore, and B, I see how much it has created in my life and how much it has contributed to my life. And I'm able to receive it, all of it, the ugly bits, the good bits, all of it. I am able to receive it with no judgment. So, you know, what in your life have you decided is a wrong thing or a bad thing that if you could see it with no judgment and lower your barriers and receive everything and receive it as a contribution, could you start to have gratitude for it? And also, like, is gratitude something that we do? Or is it something that we be? So I think of... I, I call I call this the Oprah Winfrey kind of gratitude, and I mean I love Oprah, um, but it's I think she started this like many years ago. That there's the like gratitude became cool a few years ago. It's like oh let you know with the the secret and you know Oprah and gratitude journals and all this kind of thing. A few years ago, gratitude kind of became cool, and gratitude is awesome. <laughs> um, but there's this thing of like making lists. And being grateful and by making lists of all the good things in your life. And my challenge to that is look at all of those things that are you've considered not good and you know, ask what can I receive from this? What has this contributed to my life? So if there's somewhere that you're having trouble or something that you're having trouble being grateful for, you might want to ask a question. What am I unwilling to receive from this? And what have I judged about this? That if I didn't judge it, and if I received it totally, would create the space of gratitude. So what comes up for me here is bodies. 
So what does gratitude with your body look like? So this is something that a lot of us struggle with, um, judging bodies. So please remember that judgment and gratitude cannot coexist. So anything that you're judging, if you're judging it, you can't be grateful for it. And if you would like to stop judging something, gratitude is the way to go. But what is gratitude? So if you think you're fat and you think you're ugly and you're looking in the mirror and you're having a really hard time being grateful for your body, you could ask, what contribution has my body been? What am I unwilling to receive from my body that if I received it would allow me to be in a space of total gratitude for it? So just challenging the idea that gratitude is not something that you necessarily do, not making gratitude lists wrong at all. Absolutely, it's a start. But please look at everything in your life, not only those things that are quote-unquote good things in your life. Because gratitude is about receiving everything with no judgment and not only those things that you've decided are good. Um, just looking in the chat room again, um, there's Eleanor is just saying there's usually a time and space, especially after a death or illness, before I can see or receive the gratitude. Yes. Thank you for that. And that's okay. Um, a lot of times... There's such an intensity around death and illness, and there's such a wrongness placed on it in this reality, right? So how much wrongness of death be aligned and agreed with? And I think initially, especially around death, is the shock. So there's lots of lies here, right? The shock of losing someone. And, you know, this is a whole other show, but can you ever really lose someone even if they're not in their physical body anymore? And, you know, what if you could just allow yourself to have that space before you move into gratitude? That's a really interesting phrase, moving into gratitude. I wonder what that is. Um, so... What is that moving into gratitude? So, okay, so if, here's a great example. If you're out in nature, have you ever just been out in nature and been like in the forest, in the spring, by yourself, with no one else around? If you lie down on the grass, and completely lower your barriers and receive totally from everything around you with all of your senses and receive the earth and receive the trees and receive the birds and receive, you know, the ants that might be crawling on your arm. Is that also gratitude? Like, if you receive everything in nature with no judgment and if you're in nature that has no judgment... Is that easier to be in a space of gratitude? 
Like, do you have to move into gratitude? So if you're in the forest and you're lying down, do you have to go, okay, I have to move into gratitude? Or is your receiving of nature also gratitude? So I just wonder, like, what would make that shift easier, that idea of moving into gratitude when we're faced with something really intense like death or like illness. So, you know, what have you decided is wrong about death and an illness that creates that separation from gratitude and everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. It's judgment. That's really cool. Thank you for this, um, Eleanor. So, it's judgment. So, as the judgment fades or as we come away from judgment, does that create the space for gratitude? So, initially, when we're faced with death or an illness and there's that shock, that beyond, is that a blast of judgment? And are you actually really aware of all the judgment, everybody else's judgment around it? And then, as that fades, are you able to receive everything that that was and then be grateful, perceive the gratitude, or really be fully in the space of gratitude? Yeah. What would it be like and what would it take to embody gratitude? Thank you, Rhonda, in the chat room. That is a great question. I love it. What would it be like and what would it take to embody gratitude? For me, like that thing of being and lying in nature is the easiest way for me to to perceive what that's like, to embody gratitude. Um, let's take a break and we can talk a little bit more about that when we come back. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with myself, Petrina Fava, Busting the Lies of Gratitude. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. 
Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and you're listening to Busting the Lies of Gratitude. Um, so we were talking a lot about judgment just before we get got to break and I just take that opportunity to tell you a little bit about my book that was just released this week called Releasing Judgment. Um, You can find it on Amazon.com and it's a collaboration of about 26 different authors Um, and my chapter is called Dear Judgment and it's a kind of a love letter. Well, well, it's a breakup letter to judgment. Um, It's a really cool book. Please check it out. Amazon.com hit bestseller status in less than 24 hours and today March 21st it is actually 50% off. So if you go there right now, you can get it for 15 bucks. Okay, so back to the lies of gratitude. Yeah, how does it get better than that? Um, back to lies of gratitude. So we were just um, looking at this thing about when something like death or illness comes up, um, how we have we need some time and space to go into gratitude and so we were looking at like what's in the way there and i think what we came to was that oftentimes judgment is what's in the way so please remember that anytime you're having trouble being grateful for something or seeing what's right about something judgment is what's clouding you judgment is what's in the way gratitude and judgment cannot exist So if you are stuck in a place where you can't have gratitude for something, you might want to ask yourself, what judgments do I have in place here? What judgments are in place? And um, just use the tool interesting point of view and no right, no wrong, and just drop, look at dropping your judgments. What if death was not wrong? What if illness is not wrong? Can you see the gift in it? Um, And we also started to talk a little bit about embodying gratitude. so what I wanted, what came up for, for me when we looked at embodying gratitude is, do you have pets? You know, how much do pets embody gratitude? And how much are pets, like I think they got this gratitude thing down way, way more than we do. Because they don't do that comparison thing about the helicopter and the sports car and the SUV, right? You walk in your door and you walk in the door after you came home from work. Your dog doesn't go like, oh, I wish I had a better master. You know, like they're just really super happy to see you. And um, embodying, when I when I hear embodying gratitude, I actually think about cats. Um, because cats do this, they're so amazing at receiving. Do you have a cat? Like they just come up onto your lap and lie on their back and open their arms and legs and they're like, okay, go pet me. And they just, we're totally receive, 
you know, dogs do it too. There's just something about cats for me that like really, when I look at how much a cat is able to receive with no judgment, it's just awesome. So, you know, how, you know, what would it be like to totally embody gratitude? Look at some animal, look at your animals, um, look at your cat, look at your dog and see how much they embody gratitude. They have no judgment. Um, and they do ask for more. They don't settle. They don't look at the cat next door, you know, and be like, well, I guess I should be grateful that I got fed yesterday because that cat stayed out all night. So I won't bug my owner and I won't make them wake them up. Are you kidding? That cat is like, wake up, bitch. Feed me. I'm hungry. So, you know, and they're, it's not that they're not grateful. They're just receiving. They're able to receive and they're grateful with no judgment. So, um, what I would just down to the last two minutes, but what I would like to leave you with is, you know, what if you, what if gratitude does not equal guilt? Please look at all the places you've bought gratitude as guilt. Um, you should be happy for what... There's no should. You should be happy because someone has less than you. That is crap. Please look at all the places you've bought that and and move on to something greater. Um, what if asking something greater is also gratitude? And what if by asking for something greater to show up is what will create a greater world? What will create a more joyful world? If you looked up in the sky and saw that helicopter and asked, how can I have that? How much would that inspire others around you to have more? How much would it inspire others to have more joy? So what if you looked around you and saw all the joy that was around you knowing that you could have more? Please don't settle. Please keep reaching for something greater always. And that how much would that inspire others to reach for more as well? Thank you for joining me today on Messy Adventures in Living. I will see you next week. We will be talking more about judgment. Goodbye. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.